Okay, we have started recording. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Okay, this is not actually the beginning of the show. It could be the beginning of the show. Do you want this to be the show? This is this is the first like people see this for the first time. They're like, uh, you know, this is how they start talking. Is that is that how we want it, or do you want me to do like a full intro? Uh, I mean, it's it's more honest. I mean, it does seem if the show starts like this, it does seem like we just like we got on a call immediately and then we just like hit record and like I don't know. Do people like that better than a planned show? I don't know. I don't know what. People uh, like. I guess so. Eh? I, they might. They might. I think they might enjoy it more. Honestly, now now that you're <laughs> now you're talking about this, you know, maybe they like that casual feel as you enter the show. That's true. Uh, I mean, I I think the 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 as it as it goes, figure it out as it goes. Nature of the intro will it'll set the tone for the rest of the episode. So it might ooh, be it might I even like be a that. good thing. I like that. All right. Well, with that, uh, welcome to um, Runeterra Randomness. Uh, I guess I guess the show that is officially unofficially the sequel to the artifact super awesome podcast what's that you know nothing great matters, yeah right? fallen fallen soldier <laughs> fallen soldier artifact um uh so this is a show where essentially you know uh nikita and i did a whole bunch of episodes uh back in the day you know per se uh, on artifact and so that's why you'll see earlier in this feed there'll be artifact episodes up to 19 ancient um, history ancient history but this is you know rr number one okay mm-hmm. and now this is <laughs> yeah. our new thing yeah yeah this is our new thing uh we're gonna try to make it a weekly thing but who knows who knows um but yeah no the plan will be to release weekly um i'm sure i'm one of those people i honestly it's like if we if if i i'm probably juggling so many projects now that like if we get to like week five and there's like five people listening, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I at this point, I might as well just like turn off the recording, and just talk to you like individually without the. <laughs> and the, but then I'm secretly recording those You're conversations, recording. and then I'm still yeah. uploading it. You have a counter podcast somewhere yeah. that's actually getting all the views. Oh, I like that. The hidden feed. The hidden feed. Man. Uh... <laughs> so what? What is it? What is the show about? What is this show? Runeterra? Runeterra? Legends of Runeterra. Legends um, of Runeterra, huh? Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? Have you have you heard of this trading Actually, yes. card game? I, electronic trading card game? I've played it quite a bit. Have you played it? Have I played it? Wow. Well, you're gonna oust me that quickly. No, I'm I'm going completely blind, but you know what? Maybe maybe someone listening to this is also going in, you know, they're like they're this like artifact player that's still playing with a hundred players, you know, still playing is like, you know, I've heard of this Runeterra thing, but like, I don't know if I want to try it. So I'm representing them. All right. Uh, and with that, you know, Nikita, uh, do you, you know, have anything to say to me as like, maybe what would entice me? All right. As a, as a, someone who, you know, plays Yu-Gi-Oh has played magic. Why would I want to get into uh legends of Runeterra? Mm-hmm. So I guess just to like speak on like the premise of all of this, what this podcast could be is like a good, uh, I guess, case study of like a person that, you know, started playing the game and then we can go weekly to see like how your opinions and thoughts of it develop. And it's like a very, since you didn't know anything about us starting up and you haven't really like looked into it, this will, it'll be like an exact, I guess, like report of like what a typical player goes through when they like first started playing coincidentally that was the premise of the original episodes of our ultra so that's great fair enough all right um um, no that that's that's amazing no uh i i am actually fascinated because i i so the only okay here i'll give you my exposure to the game before we kind of dive into maybe what you've experienced having played the game it's an open beta right now um it is a electronic trading card game. I'm just going to call it a TCG because I know they like like to make distinctions, but it's all the same thing now, especially think about Magic's crossover with my um with their online platform and stuff and they're they're kind it's kind of like sure. I feel like the genre is kind of molding into itself. Um so too bad for people who want to sell plastic and paper. Um <laughs> I mean, you know, well, there I is mean... something to it. There is something to holding the card, you know. They're both they're both incredibly cheap. I mean, uh, if you have a successful paper trading card game, you just have to print strips of paper. If you have a successful digital card game, you have to, I guess, I don't know, type the out servers. lines of code. Like it's all it's all very low overhead. I, yeah, 
Well, I think maintaining servers could actually be more costly than just paper. <laughs> That's interesting. I, no, I think for, I for a card game, detail, though. Yeah. yeah, for a card game, I, don't, I think it's probably not as much as something that's more resource intensive. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a networking person. I don't know. Yeah, I love how this is the discussion that we start with. Nikita, I think I you never fail to amaze me that like <laughs> I have a lot um, of opinions on a lot of very inconsequential, boring things. And usually they're not very strong opinions. I'll I'll I'll, I'll swing whichever but, way. But makes you sense. but you present them as if they're the strongest opinions in the world, and that's why we have a show. Um, so yeah, uh, it is a trading card game um, that is made by Riot, I believe, right? Correct. And uh, they kind of are just trying to branch out to everything. You know, they've made billions of dollars, and they're like, well, we have this money now, so let's uh, invest and try to take over every aspect of the gaming. Famously, uh, famously, before last November, uh, they were called Riot Games. They had the S at the end of games in the title, and they really only had one game, League of Legends. And so for the longest time, people were like, where's the what exactly puts the S in Riot Games? And I mean, they did release a board game, which was a, actually a pretty good board game. But they, they released a board game. This is trivia. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Mechs versus Minions. Uh, it was a programming type board game with actually very good production quality it was this like awesome box that was like about 120 dollars, and it just had like a ton of miniatures a ton of like really high quality artwork and cards and it was just a great value and it was it was an actual a really fun four-player co-op board game and i have it and it's it's great they nice. did a good job on it wow okay wow amazing and so and then the s right i was gonna say if they put a line through the s like uh vertically right then, mm. then you could understand it you know that's true but they didn't <laughs> they just had the s there and Money people were like yeah. what the hell and they were like well we got the most successful pc game do we really need to make more and i guess the answer now is yes they did need to make more <laughs> now that we have a lot of money we can actually hire programmers that are competent maybe instead of making spaghetti code games we'll, uh... that's true yeah that is something league of legends is famous for uh, I mean, to be fair, it's a lot of spaghetti code that got really famous. So you know. that's true. I mean, that, that's the thing you can you can like hate on League of Legends for being like, I don't know, like a casual game or it's like not well designed or I don't know, they have a bad monetization strategy. But I mean, when you're the best, uh, best known, how best, is it a bad monetization selling? strategy? No, no. Please explain this to me before we get into League the, of Legends. Yes. Uh, well, when you compare it, uh, I guess, like, from, from the perspective of a MOBA, and when you compare it to something like Dota, like, Dota, all heroes, or I guess for League of Legends, it would be champions, they're all free. As soon as you download the game, you can play every single hero. Oh, okay. In, I think League of Legends, Legends got you better. They have gotten better. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, in a vacuum, like, if like when you start playing in League yeah, of Legends, you yeah. kind of have to do the grind, which, I mean, to some people, that is part of the game. And, in fact, in uh, card games, and we'll probably get into this later in the episode, <laughs> uh, part of the grind is developing a collection, and that is part of the fun. But, I, I, again, it's all subjective. It all depends. But I, you technically get more when you start playing Dota immediately versus League. But at the end of the day, League's more popular, so what, what is that worth, really? What what is it worth? What is it worth? Yeah. Um, so for those of you who are finding out now why the show is called uh, Terror Randomness, well, this is True, your randomness yeah. part. It's going to be just tangents from here on out. Just tangents, tangents. here on out. Um, so yeah, uh, it is a trading card game. They released um, open beta, and then do you know when the full release is coming out? So I don't think we have any hard dates, but I think they said that as soon as they've got their mobile client uh, working and ready to ship, that's going to be the the launch. That's going to be the season one of the game, so to say. And it's going to have the same. Uh, I think it's going to start off with the card set that we're playing in the closed beta currently. Okay. Or the, oh, sorry, the okay. open beta. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with that, uh, maybe the first thing that we'll go into then uh, Nikita is um, the what? elevator pitch. I think that's a good I don't want the explain. elevator pitch. Oh, you don't want I it? Want, okay. All right. What do you I want? want what are your first thoughts when you, you started playing the game? Like, what uh, were the first things you noticed right away? Well, 
when I first noticed, I mean, I keep up to date on pretty much any new card game that's coming out, especially when it's made by a studio that also makes one of the most successful PC games of all time. Uh, so obviously it caught my eye. And I don't know, nowadays, whenever you see, and this happened with Artifact, I'm going to be referencing Artifact a lot because there is a lot of similarities and parallels on a lot of things that are contrasting. At, le- uh, at least we'll try to keep some of our old Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 oh my God. I want to talk to our old audience if they're still around, if they're like waiting and they see this pop up on their feed and they're like, oh, my God, finally a new episode. I want to I want to talk. And, to them. And, that's, then, that's and awesome. then they see new graphics and they're like, oh, no, oh, no, they've oh, switched. no. They um, switched. But yeah, so I saw, you know, a new card game coming out made by Riot and you're immediately I mean, anyone in general gaming card game player or not, when you see a new card game, you're like, oh, God, another one. I t- mm-hmm. don't we don't we have enough at this point? And to never point, enough. <laughs> I mean, there's never enough, but there probably is at this point. I think after there's only this so one, many games you can play, though, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's the, that was my first thought. So what? And then the next thought is like, okay, well, what are they going to do different? Are they just going to make their own sort of Hearthstone type thing that's kind of easy? Are they going to do an artifact type thing where it's kind of complicated for a very specific audience? And when I first saw gameplay of it, when I first saw the rules explained, uh, they did, I think, probably the smartest thing and probably the thing, the only thing that you can do nowadays is take <laughs> every good part of every <laughs> single card game that's uh, have been somewhat successful. So good parts of Magic, good parts of Hearthstone, good parts of Artifact, put them together and you've got, you know, the, I guess the evolution of the genre, the true evolution, the true next gen card game in terms of i guess rules uh, mostly uh, and so, that's, that's what runeterra was to me when i first saw it so that's what it was to you actually this is perfect kind of launching off point can you let's let's go game by game um i'll take we'll use four game the four i usually use um sorry pokemon i'm not as familiar with uh pokemon tcg mm-hmm. um and if you i want you to like we're gonna go through those tcgs and what from room terra kind of for you um is similar like mm-hmm. so if i say magic like what in room terra did they take from magic okay is that is that we're gonna kind of go like that all right sure so let's start with uh, magic yeah mm-hmm. so for magic um i should have really written this down this is a this is a super Question. No, I mean, for... no. You know, I could have, I could have told you this is what we're going to talk about, and then you could have prepared. <laughs> yeah, that right? was, yeah, you could have, but, then... but you didn't. <laughs> no, no. Instead, I prefer the uh, on the spot. You know. I mean, I think for magic, the, the main thing. I mean, yeah. This, I mean, this is good. This is good practice for me. Uh, just, just talking. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll get it out. I'm actually just. I'm. I'm actually just making you practice a skill that's difficult. Yes. You know, that's really. <laughs> I really appreciate that. The teacher but... and me, you know, just. <laughs> mm. But from uh, from so okay, so what did it take for magic? Well, the problem with magic, I think, is that it it was like the original card game. It was the first modern trading card game. I guess not modern since it was really the first, but it was the it was the first. So everything sort of branches out of it. Um, yes, the way the stats true. work, the way attack and defense works. So the swing, right? The um, like uh, where you where like you just do like everyone attacks right at once. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the defender chooses whether to defend or not. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So they choose when to defend or not. Uh, The player, the player chooses their attackers and then the defender chooses where the defense goes. So they can like, so if there's a guy on the far left, they can send a defender to the far left and they can reorder them. Um, So it's very similar like that. It has a similar attack and defense system where there's one number for attack, one number for defense. Uh, If the attack is higher than the defense during combat, it'll usually kill that unit, assuming that there's nothing else happening. Yeah. Um, They share a very similar sort of, I guess you could call it a color pie. It's not really a color pie, but there is... Uh, colors in the game. Uh, they're called regions. So there's Demacia, Freljord, Ionia, Noxus, Piltover, and Zon in the Shadow Isles. Uh, these are, and they're the regions or the colors are separate in that each of them has, I guess, a uh, more of a, they, they have, there's like a mechanic that they're focused around or there's a philosophy okay. that they're focused around. One is focused around units that can attack without being blocked. So One is are these, are die. these, 
similar to like magic's like color system like yeah mana. that's what yeah so okay. it's like a color pie um the only thing that's different or that runeterra does different is that uh, apparently they're going to be adding more colors as the game progresses the current uh six regions in the game aren't actually like all of the regions in the league of legends ip uh, world so there's mm. there's potential there for more which i think is kind of interesting however the i guess the big difference is i mean in magic you can build a deck with all five colors uh, but in Runeterra, when you big, when you build a deck, you can only pick a maximum of two. You can pick a deck with only one color, but uh, more than two is not possible. That that does help, I'm sure, with balancing in the long run. I think that helps. Absolutely. I think that helps with balancing. I think that also helps with, uh, I guess, Decoration. deck building. Like it's, yeah, it's just easier. No rainbow decks? Of a burn. No rainbow, yeah. And I mean, the mana system is identical to Hearthstone, so you don't have to worry about any sort of like land numbers, like having more, oh, okay, like, specific yeah, yeah. ratios. Mm -hmm. So you're, ju you're just kind of... So I guess yeah, I guess um, you can think if you think about the Hearthstone thing they took, like that mana system. I think anybody can get really quickly. You know, they don't Absolutely. have to overthink it. I think, especially if you play Magic the first couple times, like you might literally lose two or three games without getting enough land to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like you're just waiting. You know. <laughs> And honestly, the mana system in Magic, I think to a lot of people, new and experienced, that is the best part of the game, and it's also the worst part of the game. Mm. It's it's yeah. a very, like, it creates, it, it's a very interesting thing in deck building, and it's a very, uh, it's a very fun system to play with, but when it doesn't work, or, uh, I mean, all of it's subjective, when it doesn't work, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it, it's, it's not fun. And I think for a digital card game, I, I think the Hearthstone and now the Legends of Runeterra and even Artifact use the system, the system of an uh, ever incrementing replenishing mana pool that goes from like one to two to three every turn. I think that is this. I think that is like the modern solution. And it's I think now it the standard. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is the standard. But um, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Similarities uh, to magic. I think uh, and I compl this completely blanked, but the biggest thing that runeterra accomplished um that magic when it's being transferred into a digital environment struggled with is the instant speed cards so in magic um some cards are some spells are instants and that means that you play from hand yeah you can play them at any time so you can play them during your opponent's turn um you can play them in reaction to something that an opponent does and you can play them at during any time at your turn without any restrictions as long as you have the obviously the resources to play them now the problem yeah. with this is that whenever you play an instant your opponent has a chance to respond with something with like their instant or with uh, an ability on their side and mm -hmm. would it eventually the way that like stuff resolves meaning that what happens first did my thing happen first or your happen first that that whole system is called the stack and it's basically like um it's a very complicated it's a very complicated system to describe in words it's much easier to sort of see it happening but it's basically a if you do something and i do something uh the way the stack works is it's uh first in last out so the thing that the last person does happens first then it so in that situation where you did something and, this is, and then i reacted this, this is runeterra right this is runeterra and this is magic right. and okay. so, so it, backwards from okay yeah and so uh runeterra managed to do this whenever you play a card uh or, an, or whenever you play an ability it goes in the middle and your opponent has a chance to react with their ability and it'll go to the left of that ability and that ability that went to the left would go first obviously before that happens your opponent can react with another ability and it'll go onto the like the queue basically okay. and then once both players are i guess fine or they've ran out of resources or they're fine with the way things are they both hit okay and it'll execute those abilities it's this so, is a this is a very i'm explaining it and it's making it sound very complicated i'm probably no, doing a poor job of explaining no no, it, no. it's it's actually i think you did a really good job i want to say <laughs> my my biggest fear with something like this um, mm -hmm. And this is this is when um, so Yu-Gi-Oh has a couple mods that like people play online and stuff. Yeah. And the one thing that people say, like people have this like non-automated system where like I don't even know how they play it because they just know all the rules somehow and they resolve mm -hmm. it themselves. But um, there's an automated system. And the biggest problem with the automated system is that it would pause um, when you had an instant to counter. Does that make sense? yeah so yes. so the one thing the one thing i'm saying is in this game mode if you have a card that counters 
something in the stack, but you don't want to play it, it would pause and let you click OK. Yes, it would. Uh, there so that is... would give information to your. I just. It's. It's. I'm sure it's part of the natural consequences of having something like this, right? There but that is... means the opponent now knows that you have something they could have possibly countered that. Yeah, there is an auto pass uh, like tick box in gameplay. It, by default, it's hit on. So if you have nothing, if you have no possible responses, it'll just automatically uh, pass the turn right away. Um, but I think most players at this point, I, we're like three or we four. We turn it off and you just wait 10 seconds anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I It is, it is the way, I, I think the way also I'm describing it makes it seem really fast, but the whole game is uh, back and forth. So just to jump, I guess, a bit ahead, the thing that it shares with Artifact is Artifact, that yeah. you play a card and uh, after you play a card, you're done your sort of, I guess, turn. And then it's now your opponent's action and they can play a card. Then it comes back to you. Um, then you can decide to attack and then you guys go into combat. Um, and then after combat, you can then go back to you play a card, they play a card, you cast a spell, they cast a spell, whatever you want to do for your turn. And as soon as both players passed, then it shifts over uh, to the next player. Okay. So th- that's um, the thing. Any, any questions with that? No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a general sense of it. It's not like I... I. Whenever you... So like, does it have also the artifact... Um, the initiative system? Initiative system. It doesn't have the initiative system, but the way... It has something similar, which is basically... Uh, attacking so attacking is only something that somebody can do when it's their i guess uh round they have like an attack marker um and so that means that attack marker basically means that once during your everything resolves i guess well it's not but it's not everything resolves it's i guess once it's your i I guess priority during the round you Mm -hmm. can send all of your guys to attack then obviously they send their guys to block combat happens and then your attack marker goes away and then you keep going until both players pass as soon as both players pass the attack marker now shifts to the other side of the board to the other player and then play proceeds as normal they can either play a card or they can cash in that attack marker right away does it suffer from some of the same um i guess pitfalls of artifact where eventually there were um I, I would say like game changing cards that you you'd have to prior. I guess it wouldn't because the priority isn't on the ability to play the cards from your hand. It's on the ability to attack, right? Yeah. So there's no like mm-hmm. uh, there's no benefit to passing early uh, because yeah, okay. that attack marker is gonna go to the other person after both players pass anyways, and then they can decide to just attack right away. So so there's actually no benefit to passing early at so, all. You should play your cards that, when you can. That's really good because that was I think I think artifact's biggest pitfall is that eventually when a lot of pro players started playing with it, you realized, oh wait, if I have you know annihilation, no matter mm-hmm. what, I don't play anything because this is a turn where I need to play it. You know, initiative is a very powerful thing. I mean, like, a lot of people hated that, but a lot of people did like that also. It's, it's well, it's, it's, it, it's it it is smart, but I think I think the more you play, the more you realize, oh wait, I can't do anything now. It's literally just waiting, like you know. And I mean, There's yeah, that, that. right. that's I think that is one of the famous criticisms of Artifact is that it's not fun that the correct thing to do is to not do anything or it's not fun that the correct thing to do is to kill my own guys. I mean, it's all incredibly yeah. subjective, but uh, yeah, Legends of Runeterra doesn't doesn't have this problem. You can just regular gameplay like feels pretty quick and just like passing doesn't know it's not a i i mo- nine times out of ten i don't think it's the necessarily smart thing to do if you can do something else so um yeah okay that's good um does it have any similarities from your knowledge to Yu-Gi-Oh at all or no uh i have a, i actually haven't i don't know the rule set of Yu-Gi-Oh. that's the one card game that's escaped so my grasp the only the only thing that at least from what you're saying is possibly no like i mean you use a the... game you use mm-hmm. a game where you do everything on your turn you like attack you play all your cards that's alone, true. and then it that's passes true. to your player this is very this is pretty and like same thing with magic honestly but this is different from that this is you do an action your opponent does an action you do an action and it keeps the so interactivity up how does it how yeah how does it compare to other tc like in tcgs in general in like when you're playing like does it because i feel like when i play magic and you go there's like a feeling i get or even hearthstone you know what i mean 
where it's like okay it's my turn it's your turn this is interactivity actually really change it to make it feel very like in some ways like you're constantly it's not like oh let me make one decision and then see what the opponent does it's kind of like you're thinking several more steps ahead because of it or uh you are thinking several more steps ahead i think just a consequence of having this like a back and forth system uh it's not like like normally in Hearthstone or Magic, you see your hand and it goes to your turn and you're like, okay, well, I got my whole turn planned out. Now I just got to do it. Uh, this is the same thing. This this game has the same thing as Artifact where it's like, okay, I'll play this card. I'll see what they play. I think I know. I think I have a good idea of what they play. And then they play something completely different. And you're like, okay, I need to reevaluate my hand. Now I need to play something different. So I, I think it's better. And I think that's why it took this system versus like a magic system where you sort of just, or a Hearthstone system where you just sort of do everything on your turn and then pass mm-hmm. and they do everything on your turn is because that that is like an extra level of uh, strategy and thinking that I I think is fun. I think it could be like objectively fun. It's it's fun to plan like do stuff around stuff that you didn't expect. It's not necessarily I don't I don't know if it's better. I don't know if it's objectively <laughs> better, but it's it's a good it's a good system. Uh yeah okay a hundred percent all right so yeah. uh I think I think I'm gonna keep going here. Um, one what does the pace structure look like so if i want to get into this game like what am i looking wise how much do i have to invest all that so it, this this game actually had the it, it was it was actually kind of bizarre it has a very unique uh monetization strategy um okay <laughs> on day one when the game launched when the game first went into open beta and this was before this was after everybody had their accounts wiped from the uh the several closed beta uh testing periods uh, is open on, beta gonna be wiped just i'm gonna ask that right now i don't think so i think they've since confirmed that this is gonna that was like the last wipe it happened when open beta launched so if you get into the game okay. right now which anyone can get into the game right now it's all their collection's gonna stay the same but the the first day the the game doesn't have a way to purchase a deck that you want just straight up so there's no so on day 1 nobody had a tier 1 like fully tuned deck there's already a lot of like theory crafted tier 1 tuned decks already that people like had the lists for so it's not a matter of not having the list but there was just physically no way in the game to be able to buy those this game has no packs it has no booster packs okay. in the slightest all um, right it has a wild card system that's similar to uh, magics, meaning that there's the four rarities in the game. There's common, uncommon, uh, rare, epic, and I guess champion. So there's actually five rarities. Um, and if you have a wild card, you can redeem that rarities wild card for one of any card that shares a rarity with it. Does that make sense? Okay, you can. So if you have an it, epic, yeah. yeah, an epic wild card can be redeemed for any epic card in the game that you don't have, basically. Okay. To use it in a, as an example, uh, and All the right. way you the way you gain these wild cards is there's basically mini battle passes in the game. Uh, so you know you're familiar with the battle pass system. You know you do something, yes. you gain XP, and every level yeah, you yeah, get yeah. you get a you get a couple of stuff. So the Fortnite model, yeah, yeah. For the first when you first log onto the game, there's something called the prologue. Uh, I don't know if it's called the battle pass, but it's basically the prologue tree. There's like 10 levels and you are just starting off. You're like playing through tutorials, maybe playing AI matches and every, every level you'll get basically a bundle of stuff. So sometimes it'll be cards. Sometimes it'll be uh, wild cards and sometimes it'll be shards. Shards are just, they can be equated to dust and hearthstone. They're just an auxiliary small, uh, currency that can you Mm -hmm. can use shards to redeem uh any card but obviously common cards are going to be much cheaper than like epic cards to say okay so the game has all this stuff to give you they they can give you wild cards they can give you cards and they can give you shards and it does through this battle pass system after you finish the prologue tree or the prologue battle pass uh you get presented with the uh six regions in the game and each region has 20 levels of battle pass and so you basically pick a region and you set that as your current battle pass and from now on whenever you do something you'll gain xp to go into that region and much like the prologue one every level gives you like a bundle of stuff but then sometimes they have like i don't know for example like the level 10 one might give you like a, a set of like super extra good cards or like the level 15 one will give you like something like crazy so it'll have like milestones or stuff that you can work towards uh um so, 
Uh, okay, okay. Does all that make sense so far? Okay, well, yes. I'm just trying to see how they're going to make money. <laughs> okay, so here's how they make money. Um, yeah. They, I think, are focusing primarily on the cosmetic side. So you have your board, uh, and the board essentially is split into half, and there's a very like d- definite line between the middle, and each player can bring their own board. So currently there's... Uh, six boards that you're able uh there are five actually five boards that you're able to purchase and so you're if you purchase one of these and you equip them your half of the board will look special or it'll look specific to the board that you purchased so one is like on top of an icy mountain one is like in a graveyard and there's like particle effects swirling around so your half will be special mm-hmm. basically so what i'm gathering is they're taking a free-to-play model and bringing it to card games and I, hoping that they can make money off cosmetics. So they're making money off of cosmetics. So the board is one thing. The other thing is they have a sort of type imp uh, that's on your side. Um, they I don't, I don't oh they call it a, they call it a guardian. Uh, so okay. you start so you start off with like a, clu- a cute little fluffy animal to start out with, but you can like purchase like I don't know like a cute frog or a shark or something else, and you can obviously inter- interact with them and pet with them. It's just so weird for a TCG not. So you're saying I can get all the cards in the game just by playing enough? You can. So there is a way to purchase cards, but uh, so the way that they have that is they have a uh, so the, the or this is the current iteration of the store as it is as of writing this or as of as of writing this as of recording this as podcast, of February 9th. As of February 9th, twenty twenty. 2020. They have <laughs> wild. They they sell wild cards, um, and you can purchase wild cards. But the wild cards have a they they have a stock limit, so I can't purchase as many wild cards as I want. I can only purchase as many as are in stock. Uh, so, for example, common wild cards, uh, there's only six. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna slow down here. So, yeah. so I know you can purchase wild cards, which just well, I guess lets you get more of the collection faster. Yes, right? but there's a very and, limited amount though. And then you can purchase cosmetics, right? Yes. Um, but in theory, if you are just playing regularly, will you have like, will you be able to be competitive without paying money in this game? Is what I'm asking. A hundred. I think a hundred percent. I think the way so, it is currently, if they don't change it, yes. So, so it it really is that free to play model, and the hope is to find whales, I guess. But it's well, it's very interesting because because I think in other games like in League of Legends and um, Fortnite. Like Fortnite, Fortnite, yes, is cosmetics, but their battle pass system works in a way that uh, you have a, like a regular tier battle pass, and then you have like, oh, if you want to get this really cool items, then you have to upgrade to this other tier battle pass, right? Mm. Um, so I just the the I mean, I guess I shouldn't complain. Like that that already has me like if I can go into a game and just the amount of time I spend is what's gonna allow me to still be competitive it's um it's a good sign especially for tcg where you you know you're just constantly paying for cards right no 100 Uh, percent. it's it's unlike personally anything i've ever seen in a game and again i cite that like day one experience that we've all had um i think we're all familiar with like a game launching and then you're already getting stomped by some guy that has like a fully tricked out collection just because he decided to spend an extra hundred dollars versus you but in this game that just physically wasn't possible because there's only so many wild cards in stock uh the wild cards restock every week so obviously as the you know as subsequent weeks go by people can i guess hoard wild cards and i mean use them for i guess like future set launches but when it first came out it was it was a bizarre thing everybody was starting on day one they they just had modified starter decks and they were playing against each other with that and ranked and it was just i don't know it was it was the weirdest thing i've ever i've ever seen i I don't know if they're going to keep it because honestly and this was really Mm -hmm. funny people were complaining that they couldn't spend money to like purchase a tier one deck they could i know it was that it was the the funniest thing go play magic like don't ever come back please <laughs> go play any go other play other any other card game that has this system you're like, gonna like, have a competitive card game by one of the biggest companies in the world and they're the only thing they want to monetize is people who want extra and you're gonna start I, complaining about that please leave like i it, i don't know where this show's gonna end up all right but <laughs> i i, I think know. i think like just because of that 
because of that reason, and because I'm sure somebody high up at Riot got the Eventually memo that people were more. complaining that they couldn't spend enough money in the game. Oh I my think goodness! Because that 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 situation sounds really it, it's a bizarre it's a bizarre thing that people want to buy more of this thing, and and Riot's like, no, you gotta pl- you gotta we're we're evening the playing field. Okay, well, let me let me put it this way: if if it's just so to get the highest rarity like the wild card is there any other way to get wild card um it's it's just those battle pass like it's just those battle pass systems that are in the game you can spend money and like the so so if someone isn't paying money for them they'll eventually get a lot of these rare cards if they are paying money they if they are paying money every week consistently and buying out all of the stuff that's in stock which honestly isn't it's it's a good amount but it's not like it's not really that much it's certainly not like a week's worth of wild cards will buy you a new deck straight up but obviously as soon as you develop like if you develop your collection it it will eventually um but it's not uh, playing will give you more playing if, if you just don't do anything you log on and you buy all the wild cards for that week and then you log off and you don't play and then you do the same thing the week after a person that's playing consistently will end up having more of a collection still so it's it's still you need to play in order to get the stuff. There's no getting around it. It's not you can't just. I, I guess if you like don't do anything. For okay, four so weeks. He, here's my here's my theory. If they yeah. open it up and say, "Hey, we're just have more wild like available things," so that if someone really wants to just spend a hundred bucks and not play through the thing and just have the collection, yeah, I'm okay with it as long as the players who are regular player league playing the game can still pretty much get to that point does that make sense i think they will i think i think the biggest as long as they don't lock behind a paywall all the all the more rare cards i'll I'll be fine (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't i think well at least again with the way things are currently i i don't see i don't foresee that um foresee that happening honestly i the the problem is is that that crazy situation day one that i described i think that's only going to happen that only would have happened that one time with everybody's stuff reset. Uh, because I guess like as subsequent sets come out, they have confirmed that wild cards are going to be like an epic wild card right now. will be able to redeem an epic card from the next set. It won't be like, there's no like set specific wild cards or anything like that. So no, by the time oh, the next set, cool. I know, yeah. but by the time the next set comes out, people will have probably hoarded up wild cards to be able to purchase all of the new cards right away, which I mean, I, I don't it's, it's, but like, it's just if, the thing if that's going to happen. Yeah, but if it's literally that versus like, well, this person grinded three days straight and is now able to compete as well, like I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I think it's a really good, I think that's, I, if there's one thing to take away, I think they they did the, I mean, all of the, um, the gameplay stuff is like subjective about what you like or what you don't like about it. Um, and I guess the monetization stuff is also kind of subjective because it doesn't really give what, everybody wants because it doesn't give an avenue for whales to be able to just purchase stuff but i think for the for like 75 percent of the community this is like this system the ones that don't want to spend money and like want to play listen you've already convinced me that i'll definitely <laughs> try this game and if i like the the this this i i don't mind monetization models that say hey if you want to look pretty you can pay a lot of money but if you don't want to look pretty and you can have bland everything because you know what ends up happening, I think eventually, and I think a lot of developers realize this, is that people who play the game so much, they're like, oh, I'll spend like a couple of bucks here or there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if, No, if for sure. If you spent like 100, 200 hours in the game, you might be like, okay, sure, let me... And I mean, just the, just the regular psychology of like, oh man, all my opponents kind of have this like sweet board and they have this like cool pet. Maybe I should like, I don't want, like, I just have the stock one. I don't want to get a, you know, it's just a classic like a cosmetic. Or thing. or you get the uh, the gift to the friend that doesn't, like would never buy it for himself. But like, yeah, if someone there you go. To, you know, there is an assistant right. currently, but I'm sure they can uh, add one right now. Uh, just to, just to add a little bit something to that. So a previous comment that you said, do you think that's like, do you think that's like a big part of card games, the monetization system of it? Do you, do you, it's a is, big is that enough deterrent. to turn you off? Uh, if it was, if the card game is monetized, if it was like really bad, if it had like a really bad predatory system, but the game was like amazing gameplay wise, is that enough to like keep you away from it? I think it is because I've been through so many card games. Okay. Fair like, enough. I think, I think if it was my first card game I was getting into, I'd probably just be in it, you know? 
Okay. But there's I think I think the nature of how card games have been monetized so far of it just makes you feel like when you're playing one game like switching from Yu-Gi-Oh to Magic or to Hearthstone or like it's like oh now I'm going to spend money if I want to be competitive in any of these, you know? That's true. And and so like um yeah, no. I I'm at a point now where like I really wouldn't try a new game if it was like here's your barrier of entry if you want to be competitive, right? True. Um and, and that's I, partially what happened to Artifact. <laughs> that was it, it they had a very clear barrier of entry. It had a barrier uh to the floor. It had $20 and you started at the skill floor. Yeah, uh so so you know, that's that's what it is. It's um I don't think Artifact was a bad game and it's just it just that's a game for hardcores you know in some ways fair it's, enough i mean and it has, it and, has some it has some casual parts it, anyway regardless i think yeah. i think this is definitely a lot easier for people to get into and i'm sure like they themselves realize like it's easier for us to have like imagine if every league of legends player was playing this on the side you know mm-hmm. like in general that would be beneficial because it'd be more ways to monetize the already super huge player base that so. that I think is another factor why I think this will be a success regardless. I it didn't have to have a great monetization system. It didn't have to have great gameplay. I think just because it's the League of Legends IP and the League of Legends IP is an incredibly strong IP. Uh-huh. Uh, it's probably one of the most PC popular PC IPs of all time. I I think people will try because of that. I mean, uh, Team Fight Tactics. Uh, got like reported like a 33 million active players playing and that's just because they stuck it in the client the same client as league of legends the the client that everybody in the in the world has and like that that's a crazy number for this like obscure fringe uh arm of the strategy genre which is the auto battler mm-hmm. yeah 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 i know 100 okay let's um there's i think there's people that want to talk to me so we're gonna we're gonna speed things up a little bit here all right all right busy man um i know i know i you know i didn't i didn't think it would happen but there are people that actually do want to talk to me apart from you so interesting <laughs> interesting i gotta uh, meet them uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> yeah they're, they're not fake i swear um the last last kind of thing i want to so uh this is so this is our first uh this is our first episode i've i've i feel like you've given a really you know good general explanation i don't um, think so i think so i've I i've understood up. it at least all right i'm just gonna i'm just uh, gonna say this right now legends of runeterra players i'm sorry i didn't have the i didn't know that i was gonna have to explain <laughs> the game straight up so i didn't i like i would have drafted out like bullet points that i could have covered so i apologize legend of runeterra players i want all the negativity all right uh, I, I want a Reddit post about how terrible this podcast is, all right? And then I want you to be really negative, but I also want you to upvote it to the top of the subreddit, all right? Interesting so see, then we get mm-hmm. Then we get that controversy going, you know? Okay. And so, like, we build engagement, and then people are like, oh, like, what other, you know, crap are they going to release next week, you know? And then... Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I feel like I feel like you would... What what's it called? I feel like you you kind of know what you're getting into if the show's called Runeterra Randomness and not That's like true. some like super in depth. So um, before we get there's an outro where I want to kind of talk about like some random TCG stuff I've done um, okay. in the last little bit just just to get your thoughts because I know you've talked a lot so maybe I'll talk a little bit here at then. Sure. Um, but I'll say for anyone who's looking for Runeterra. Uh, next week we're gonna get kind of my thoughts my first thoughts on the game um and then we'll probably dive in more to the game and then in two weeks time i think that's what we'll start talking about um possibly maybe like news and and kind of like more general runeterra stuff if that makes sense i think that's like a plan right yeah for sure um so with that uh so this is this is uh this is what i have to say um most recently i have played some artifact all right excellent uh and the game's still good it's just it's still what it is i I enjoy exact same it always was exact same it'll (laughs) always be the same um and i just like building a million million minions i just build minion decks that like produce more stuff like that's (laughs) Mm. it's kind of decks i like um yeah 
you know that so that's that's just all blue all <laughs> yeah that's great uh, have, you, have you heard about the rumored uh rules changes that are going to be happening with 2.0 with artifact 2.0 well listen when artifact 2.0 goes out i don't know what we'll do with the show maybe i'll have to split the feed um oh more splitting i i'm i'm kind of i'm already like split into three and now i'm gonna i don't know uh no then we just honestly at that point i'll just keep the show with this name <laughs> and just do two shows a week you know Oh. One on Runeterra, one on Artifact. Same. Man, we, just, I, we merge them. We do one minute talking about Artifact. Like you can't even tell what <laughs> we're talking about anymore. We just just feel like, <laughs> yeah, combat phase. And yeah, I had this great hand, and I just played the card, and then I won. It was great. I think it was a great strategy. Yeah, and like so, like yeah, we were playing Runeterra, uh, and then I, uh, Annihilation just appeared. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that was the first thing. The second thing, though, was the craziest thing. So I was at a Hearthstone event. Um, I did kind of stop playing Hearthstone for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I explained that in the last episode, I believe. Um, but then uh, my local university was hosting a tournament, and they uh, cool. They had like a $1,500 monitor on the line. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay money for Hearthstone anymore. But, but what I will do is uh, dust all my old collection and get all the new decks and try to get that monitor. Yeah, it was, uh, very nice. Um, so um, that's what I did. I, I did terribly at the tournament. I, I can attest that like playing the game regularly does make you significantly better. That being said, uh, the two weeks I did play, I ranked from 20 to rank 3. So it's <laughs> pretty good. I'm still better than a majority well, of the Hearthstone player base. That's true. Uh, I mean, we hit legend like when you hit legend a couple of times. I feel like it just becomes natural. Like you're just naturally like you know what's up. You know, you figure you get you develop the game sense. Yeah, you've developed the game sense. Um, but they're at the thing. They're also doing like another mini. Like it's just people playing whatever games as well, right? Because it was like a gaming tournament. Um, mm-hmm. they're playing Yu Gi Oh. Okay. Okay. But it was Yu Gi Oh 2005. Ooh, so like legacy Yu-Gi-Oh. Like okay. legacy Yu-Gi-Oh. Like there's not a million things happening. There's like some like there's there's basic. It's the Yu-Gi-Oh that I grew up with, and it's just all nostalgic, and I had a lot of fun, and that's really that, all I want to say. Honestly, that sounds like that. That sounds really good because one of the things I don't, I, I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh, but I do follow the culture behind it, and I have a lot of friends that play it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I noticed that like over the course of the game's lifespan, it, it because it doesn't have a rotating card system, and because they just ban problematic cards instead of uh, rotating sets out, power creep is very much a thing. I think Yu-Gi-Oh is a really good case study of why you should be. <laughs> it's careful the with. case study. Yeah, it's because they literally they ran out of like the card box text they ran out of space so now they just put text on the art with the, the whole the pendulum mechanic and they just it's just it's just so much it's so much text and it's the smallest card I, you know what you know ever. what though okay okay the pendulum mechanic though is simpler than most of the mechanics of the game all right is, it, is that true let me put it because 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 let me boil down the pendulum mechanic okay yeah so apart from the star system that that Yu-Gi-Oh has on pendulum cards, they have a number between one and eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And you can put them in pendulum spots and then they stop acting as monsters and start acting as like uh, spells, I guess. Right. Okay. Uh, and the range you are, so between one and eight from the pendulum range, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, any monster in your hand that's between that number, you can summon at any point or during your turn. Okay. I mean, that's not that simple. Like, that is like compared to. Compared to this special effect counteracts this special effect that allows for this special effect, yeah, allows yeah, you to look yeah. through forty cards within your deck. <laughs> like that's what most of you modern Yu-Gi-Oh is. So if if you want, there is no game. That being said, there is something to the new version of Yu-Gi-Oh that just like it's I mean, it taken. Can, it, it can get the, crazy. It it no no, but it's like you see. I don't know if I ever want to play more than one game in a row <laughs> but it's like taking the logical premise of Yu-Gi-Oh and its design with power creep to its logical end and seeing the result I and mean something really fascinating behind <laughs> that no that's awesome I'm glad it exists I mean you need stuff like that you need crazy uh, situations that exist so you you know you learn from the mistakes of that and you learn from the benefits I mean there might be some that I mean 
because Listen, it does get so crazy, it's probably a benefit. <laughs> it's it's actually just a power fantasy. <laughs> I mean, sure. Hey, that you do one. You do like cool. Okay, because because you take your original Yu Gi Oh. It's like if you can if you could summon a monster, an eight star monster with two two tributes. All right. Yeah. Uh, which requires you to have two tributes on the field long enough so that they don't die and then you summon this bigger monster like blue eyes white dragon the famous right yeah yeah yeah. um so compared to that where like if you were able to do that during one game before the game ended it was like a big deal right Mm -hmm. but um if you in uh in the modern Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like oh i can summon five of these monsters all in one turn and then the guy next turns like i can destroy these five powerful monsters and summon five powerful monsters on my own and then win and it's turn two (laughs) yeah no it's (laughs) which has happened i have won a game before on my first turn i mean yeah and i mean there are (laughs) decks i know that win on the or they're like designed to win on their first turn like no no no. it it wasn't even designed i got a pendulum summon and they didn't do anything the first turn. Like, they just had a bad draw. And I had a pendulum summon. Uh, and then I just summoned all the monsters. And the total was more than 8,000. And yeah. I won. So That sounds like a high, high-powered high card game, for sure. And it's, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, but yeah. No, that's, uh, that's it. So... Uh, I just wanted to tell you that. Because, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! has its own little sense. So... No, it's crazy. Uh, I suppose with this... Uh, yeah, next week I'll have the I'll have a game I'll have played. Awesome. And I'll get my my we'll, first. We'll have something to talk about. Uh, wow. I, I will. Wow. I will say. Wow. I will say. I hope. I. I don't. I. I'm interested to see what the percentage of people that listen through this actually have played Runeterra and haven't. I think a good title for this uh, first episode would be Introduction to Runeterra, literally. Just because this Period. is, I like it. I like it. We'll do it. It's that. like That'll this is it. like a very. I don't know if like a Runeterra fan has anything in the uh, or has anything here to listen to that would like interest them because there isn't really much discussion. It's sort of me gushing about the game and giving a, a very disorganized view of the mechanic. No, no. B- listen, listen. They'll go in. They'll, they won't think they'll like it, but then the randomness will get them. You know, okay. the random tangents right. we go on. All that's right. that's yes. how we hook them. Of course. Listen. Okay. Our last, or the episode we released for Artifact, like the twenty, the end of the year thing we did, mm-hmm. that got seventy-seven downloads. All right, that's a pretty good number. That's like it's a pretty good number for a dead game. So, um, with any luck, uh, we'll keep at least twenty-five percent of them. All right, uh, and then get ten new, you know, Rutera listeners. So my goal is thirty-five. <laughs> hey, that thirty-five is pretty good. That's thirty-five like, uh, downloads a would make. Full this episode is yeah more than a classroom all right yeah except in ontario what uh <laughs> okay that was that, that was just some local political humor Interesting. Um, every so, so, okay for a reference i feel like i had to explain that this no, yeah reference. now you got it absolutely every union in in the uh pretty much every teacher's union in ontario is on strike right now um and classroom sizes are a big deal a big part of it anyway that's yeah, but we have the same thing here in BC. Actually, the the for the exact same reasons. With like, w- there was like a. I mean, this was like a year ago, but they also strike because like classroom sizes were too big. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So yeah, it's a big thing happening. Anyway, with that, uh, <laughs> with that randomness, Runeterra randomness, Runeterra uh, randomness. We, I will bid you all, uh, you know, a good week, and then we'll see you next week, and hopefully you've uh, stuck around and. Hopefully you've, um, yeah. you've tried out the game, given it a given it a good uh, yeah, given it a try. Well, I mean, if you're not paying money, you know, there's nothing. You have no. That's excuse. true. Nothing but uh, your time, right? I guess so. I guess time is money, so it's kind of like a catch twenty two there. But yeah. Huh. All right, Nikita, it's been good. Um, it's been great. The, this show will evolve, I'm sure. I know. I know you talked a lot this episode. <laughs> uh, I'll try to make it more of a back and forth next episode, but we shall see. Who knows? I look forward to it. All right, with that, bye. Bye.